All right, there are only two more roses left here. Coming together like two oceans is myself, Anil Rankazoon, and Netta Kalantar. It's hometown dates, Netta. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, so we have, who do we have? We have Michaela, we have Katie, and we have Lindsay. So going into this episode, what did we see? Last week we saw him sitting down getting grilled by two guys, which I thought... Well, like were, in the preview. In the preview, which I thought were two gay dads, which kind of made me excited. It, it wasn't, and we'll dive into that in a bit. Um, but it does look like, yet again, Chris is actually forced to have a conversation, and he feels uncomfortable, essentially. Well, he's just an uncomfortable human being. Yeah, I mean, it was very... Um, very interesting. Let's just dive into it. So what we're doing this episode is that we watched it, and I took a bunch of notes... And now we, like, are reading the notes back. And, I mean, we're just going to try to decipher this Da Vinci code Pretty I Pretty much what he's saying is he had a little too much Two Oceans wine. And now I'm going to read his notes because they make no sense. And he's going to try and explain them to me. Yeah, I'm going to try to translate. So. I literally tried to read, like, the very first line of his notes. I'm like, I don't get what this means. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's about Michaela. It's her. She gets a first hometown. She's from... Oh, my God. She's from Toronto, right? No, she goes no, home to Winnipeg. Goes, like, we That's should do. Oh my god, well, this is really bad research. It's we should Winnipeg, know where it I is. think. No, it's because she lives in Toronto now. Yeah, that what throws me off. Is it in her Insta story? She goes, she's. She goes to Winnipeg. Yeah, if you watch her Insta story, she does a lot of raw guru. Okay, okay, found it. She's from Winnipeg. Okay, yeah. So we she, just got thrown off because she lives in Toronto now, and we Insta stalk like crazy. Yeah, so she's riding her horse. And in these notes, um, Anil says, look up horse book. What does that mean? <laughs> I was like, look up what horse show it is. And it's Heartland, which is a CBC show where they like rode horses. And then it like looks like the horse from Heartland. It looks like the horse from Heartland. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't look like the girl. The horse looks like the exact horse from Heartland. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the horse had a connection there. Okay. So um, like, that's like such a Michaela thing too, to be like horseback riding and like. Yeah, she kind of is. It is this image of like think of like Upper East Side yes. rich girl goes to the Hamptons to ride her She's horse? She's like a Blair for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very Gossip Girl. Oh, that makes me actually kind of like her a lot more. I mean, I already like her, but I love her now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean I think I am Team Michaela. And then I mean he brings two oceans. He does not, you know, he really wants to impress this family. So he brings a bottle of two oceans with him, and then. He says, you being so happy here makes me happy. Like, her riding the horse, and she's happy, he's happy, and this is an emotion from Chris, so we're supposed to be emotion. happy. I think I'm happy because he's expressing that he's happy. It was a very awkward moment, because then she says, I've fallen in love with you. And he says, I... I feel good to hear that. Yeah. That, that, so pretty much, she's literally like, I love you, and he's saying, thank you. Like, yeah. that was so awkward. They still go in for the makeout session, like usual, always. Yeah. Know? But, like, he does lead these girls on, because, like, the way he talks to her family, and the way after, when he leaves and stuff, like, they do like him. So, yeah. I, I, man, I just feel bad for these girls. And I did write down that Michaela's mom is a cool mom, and going with the whole, like, He's gossip girl image, too. her mom suits it. Like, I can oh, see yeah. her mom being, like... I like getting her ready for cotillion. I wonder if she took cotillion. Oh my god! She I wonder did. if she like went to. What are those like when rich people become like? <laughs> that sounds so dumb. When rich people become like older, they do these things. Cotillion. To, no. Is it a cotillion when they're introduced to society? Yeah, cotillion. Oh, okay, yeah. I know cotillion from like the OC only. Yeah, like, me too. I don't know what that's called. 
<laughs> yeah, literally, she is one of those OC gossip like girl girls. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's what I envisioned Michaela being. Um, so I mean, it was a cute date, right? I mean, the the teaser threw me off because I thought that basically her dads were gonna come for him, but they didn't really come for him. Yeah, everyone's pretty chill. Like the family is okay. Um, I'm kind of enjoying it right now. He seems like. Kind of at ease, more yeah, than usual. Exactly. So I see her doing well, and then we fly to our little hometown, Toronto. Well, I mean, technically my hometown's Vancouver. Oh. And then technically somewhere in Iran. Yeah, true. You have multiple hometowns. Her third hometown <laughs> is Toronto. My third hometown is Toronto, but it's still cool. Like, I like seeing, like, the streetcars behind. Yeah. Like, it's cool. I like seeing that. And I think this is, like, where supporting and watching Canadian reality TV is so cool. There's something about seeing where you live on TV and it being cool and looking cool. Like, I was like, fuck, I love that we live in Toronto. I know, and I feel like, yeah, the States has so many, like, more cities, but whatever, but, like, Canada is so much bigger, but everyone feels closer, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, yeah, totally. even if someone's from Vancouver, like, you still feel like you're people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool to see the home. I really enjoyed this episode, but... I mean, so Katie's back in Toronto, and she's trying to convince us that she still hasn't lost her mind. Um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then comes out the journal. So can we talk about this journal? Okay, so let's try to get this right. So four years ago to the date, she was 25 years old, and she wrote in her magic journal that she would meet a tall, athletic man named... Named Chris. Chris. Me. Yeah, in I this mean, red diary, one, do we believe this? Yeah, I mean, I we we kind of discussed a theory before we started recording about the fact that I think that Michaela went home, got Katie. Katie. Oh my God, Katie went home, grabbed ten different pens, and wrote a whole journal and pretended that it was from five years ago, and then was like, Oh my God, look to this day, I'm supposed to be with you. See, okay, I thought that initially because it's just Katie and, like, she could do something like that. <laughs> but then her family was like, oh, Chris? Like, their reaction was so, like, genuine to me that I was like, damn, she's telling the truth. She legit yeah. told her family she would meet a Chris, and now they're, like, all shocked that she's bringing home a Chris. It, that was, Yeah, I guess when you see the family's reaction to it, it does seem like, what is happening? But, like, what? Like, that's... Act if she did actually write that in her diary, that is nuts. Like, crazy level of nuts. Yeah. And Not, like, her nuts, but, like, it, like crazy that it came true. Yeah, like, the universe, the energy. Like, now yeah. I want her to be my spiritual coach because that's just, like, a little... Well, I mean, let's wait till the end of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> true. I mean, it seems like he's more into her dad than him because she's, he's, like, you know... Her dad seems a lot like me, and he put up with her for 30 years is what he says well, or something. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. He's like, uh, well, if he can put up with her for 30 years, I guess I can too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good way to go into an engagement, I don't think. It was so awkward. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, her dad seems like the dad from like The Walking Dead that would let like 100 people live in his house. And, like, he would shelter all of them. Like, they're just such good people. According to your notes, actually, 239 people. <laughs> <laughs> you got real detailed with these notes. Yeah, I was into it. I mean, I just kept on thinking about her dad the whole day, which is probably very inappropriate. <laughs> but um, it was what? I mean, you could tell it was another awkward moment for them. It wasn't very... No, he did... He felt uncomfortable with that diary. He felt uncomfortable with, like, I think they're just very different. Like, she, like he said, she believes in, like, fate and romance and love. And he believes in, like, baseball and 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. And I think that also what was interesting is that he tells her that she's crazy multiple times. She's like, yeah, wow, this is crazy. Wait, wow, wait, wait, you're wait, crazy. Does he have, oh, he says you're he crazy. He says it, yeah, and she thinks it's like cute. She's like, oh, wait, it's not that crazy. But maybe because she's always like so quirky that she's used to people just like saying that. Yeah, true. I mean, I think that it was like, I don't know. It was just when you think, obviously, Katie's going home, we go into Lindsay's hometown day. And that... Oh, I love... Like, Lindsay that. has been one of my picks from the beginning, even though I keep saying I don't think he's going to choose anyone. But, like, Lindsay and him just seem so perfect. Yeah, I mean, it was a fairy tale setting. And then she, like, introduces us to this... The sweetest little grandpa, mm -hmm. like in the little lawn, and the grandma died where they were sitting. And it's like it was, Vancouver Island's beautiful. It was. I've never been there, and they. It oh. makes me want to go there. Oh, it's stunning! It's stunning, and yeah, like the exact place where like the grandma was and stuff like that was so like heartwarming. I was like, what? My ice cold heart is yeah. being melted. It was a very sweet moment. I'm like, okay, so now Team Lindsay. Like, it looks like they're in a painting. I want to go to Vancouver now to like experience it's so pretty and just when you think it's like obvious right now at this point we're like okay Mikhail's getting a rose Lindsay's getting a rose this is a map it was watching a fairy tale and then they go to dinner yeah I feel like literally and they had the best date ever out of the three girls before they go to, to, dinner. to dinner and yeah. the grandpa's the sweetest man because her family oh they're not having it it, it almost bad. feels like they didn't know she was going on the bachelor yeah, or something yeah. it almost felt like they were like they just didn't know because, I mean, if she's 23, she's 23, but, like, you know she's going on the bachelor, she was going to get engaged, so who cares if the guy is older? Like, it, yeah. it felt like, I don't know, like, maybe they didn't know, or they always didn't support it. It almost seemed like they didn't know what age she was. They're like, how old are you again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remind us again. <laughs> and then, like, I mean, I'm sure they're wonderful human beings, but the way they handled Chris, it was like literally watching Cinderella's stepsisters. Just like, being evil. Evil. Bitter. Oh, yeah. It was bad. Like... Wait, the did you lie? They asked her, did you lie about your age in front of her boyfriend? I, I, I would have, I would have like, snapped at my sister. Probably. But I don't even think Lindsay even, like, picked up on it. Because, like, after the date, we'll get to that. But, like, after the date, when she's saying goodbye, she's, like, saying how it was such a great day, whatever. But I don't think she picked up on how her family was treating him. Yeah, I think that, like, her those two sisters, like... Ooh, like that I was the worst, worst one that I've seen. I, I think. felt bad for Lindsay. Like Lindsay, I can adopt you. You don't have to deal with those women. But then again, I'm like thinking, I'm like they're protective sisters because I'm just imagining my sister in a situation like that, and she would just rip apart a guy. That's you think like, so? Oh yeah, she's so protective, so she would be like, "What do you want to do with my sister?" Like. What are you gonna do in the next five years? Ten years? Okay, when's the ring coming? How much is it gonna cost? Like she would be exactly the True. same. So I, mean, I guess I can't judge too much. But if you want your sister to win, you wouldn't want to like sabotage. Yeah, it. if she's happy, they were like trying to sabotage her. And then, so I mean, this is kind of interesting because it gives us kind of a context clue, and as opposed to like whether she's gonna get picked or not because they bring up fantasy suites. They're like, if you get. The, you know, they offer the card. Yeah. Don't, don't give it. Don't give it to her. Oh my god, I was shocked. Like, because now he can't give it to her because that's so disrespectful to her family if he does. But, like, that's not just time to go and bang. Yeah, it is. But it's also, like, time away from cameras. Yeah. You get to know each other on, like, a personal level. You can talk about things you felt uncomfortable talking about. Like, 
that's like a real bonding moment I feel like and if you don't do that you're really missing out yeah that's true it doesn't automatically mean that you're gonna have sex and because she's like that's disgusting that's disgusting yeah oh god I really don't like them oh I just yeah just because I feel like they were sabotaging Lindsay they had such an amazing date and you could just tell like Chris immediately starts shutting down again like he's one of those I feel like it takes yeah. him a while to open up like as much as I call him a robot I feel like he just it takes a lot for him to open up and then like he shuts down quick though when he feels attacked yeah I mean here's the problem with Chris that I will I do feel bad for him he just retired I think the bachelor approached him he didn't have anything to do with his life you know he's like okay I'm ready for love let's try this experience out but he didn't know how serious it was one and he really is kind of this in-between midlife crisis phase. That's when, what I think it yeah, is. Yeah, when you're an athlete and you go from playing for, what is it, 13 years you yeah, play? Yeah, you have to, this exact like schedule kind yeah, of routine, like To doing nothing and the first thing you do is 820 women, one named Shanti. Like, <laughs> it's, I get what he's just, he's drained. He's overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's like at such a transitioning point in his life where this might just feel like too much and maybe that's why he's acting like that. But I also didn't like the way they were questioning him. Like, what are you doing now? Oh, you're not doing anything. It's like, dude, like he just did 13 years of a really intense sport and was amazing at it. Let him live. He's checked off more boxes than you probably ever will. Yeah. So if he wants to like do nothing for the rest of his life, for him yeah he can go buy all the land that your grandpa's running around in right now <laughs> like he's a wealthy man he has his life together but i do think chris should have been a little bit more prepared if you know you're going into hometowns these are natural questions you ask a boyfriend or girlfriend yeah right he just stood up for himself a little yeah. bit more like at least defended it be like no like he's like this isn't right this is what i feel but I don't know. I think he's still it's just second questioning it too now. Yeah, because I mean, if I were him, I'd be like, you know what? I just finished the game. I'm taking a year to digest, but you know, I'm an ambitious man. I want, because usually athletes go into business. So you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Fake it till you make it. Be like, you know, there's a lot of business opportunities coming out of there being a pro athlete. Like, he didn't even toot his own horn enough. I mean, honestly, like, being The Bachelor is such an accomplishment already. I think That's so too. Huge. Yeah. Like, the fact that he was a major athlete whatever it's called on the sports <laughs> pro major baseball player <laughs> and then he's like on the bachelor doing this like that's already so huge you shouldn't be like downplaying his successes that yeah much. i mean that's i know so many people that literally would say we're the reason why the world is awful right now because we just said being the bachelor is a life accomplishment but it is to us i think it is well it's not for everyone obviously like world <laughs> peace and ending hunger is better but i you know I don't have money to contribute to that, so I yeah. I mean, if I were to, if I was offered the bachelor, that would be a, a world accomplishment. Would you today. do it? Would you be able to do it? I mean, I think I could do it if I was one of the boys. Oh, you wouldn't I, want to be the only one. No, I couldn't pick. I'm too indecisive. Slash, like I'm, I like. And now I sound like crazy, Katie, but I feel energies, and I can find like I would know if if there was any potential. I think within a five minute conversation. You just pick on episode one. Yeah, I think on episode one, I would. Yeah, I don't know. So I would rather be one of the boys and go through the process and see if I get a one on one. See if I get a home time. I'm talking about this as though I literally didn't get engaged last week. But um, long story short, I would have done the Bachelor if somebody called me. No, no, this is this stuff's way too hard for me. I'd never be able to like girls props to you as much as we talk about you on the podcast. It's just a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so we just like talking but like you guys like you have a very strong mind to be able to do this. Yeah. Chris and, too. Like yeah, we don't so, give Chris enough. We credit, don't. Maybe. We don't. But like Chris, that's like a very hard thing you're going through after like you've done like 13 years again. Like 
routine. You wake up, you know exactly what you're doing. And now this is the first year he hasn't known. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing with his life. Um, and I mean, this is where it gets difficult. Like, I mean, families are real life. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a TV show. Yeah, it's on for three months. Yeah, you're in the final three. But now it's like, it's people, I think, forget that there's a real life after this. Like, yeah, should be on the storyline. Chris has to come to family dinners. He has to come to Christmas. He has to come to Hanukkah. He has to go to the Hamptons with Michaela's family. Like, <laughs> there's things he has to do with family. So now it's like heavy. I mean. Do we think that Lindsay's family messed up her chances? Because I'm nervous now. I'm thinking like when he's like giving out the two roses, I'm thinking Lindsay might not get one. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, she goes into it knowing. I think that, I mean, as soon as Chris left, I think her dad literally like sat her down and her evil stepsisters were like, this isn't happening. Like you need to give up. You need to give up. She defied them. She ran away to the ball and she's hoping and she, she gets a rose. she got her glass slippers. She did get her glass slipper, girl. I did not see that coming. Oh, okay, Liz, you are still rooting for you. See, okay, but this is, okay, so let's just talk about Katie's elimination and then we'll talk about the final two. So, floored. She's floored. I'm kind of floored too because I did think that Lindsay's going, that reaction. I mean, no, okay, the reactions like floored me. Like, I, I knew like Lindsay had a very strong chance of potentially going, but like really Katie should have gone, you know, but Katie's reaction, so many gifable or gifable, whatever you call them, yeah, moments. I'm gonna do that tonight. It was amazing. Like, she just had one of the best, re like, the poor girl was shocked. She's but floored. Floored! But I just, oh my god, her, her face was just so funny. It was such good TV. Yeah, see, but it, it, it was, I guess it was really funny. Like, I was laughing. And then when she goes to him and starts asking all those questions, I got, I, I literally, my heart was hurting because uh -huh. she was just, she was so confused. She was. because you're a better person than I am. I'm just laughing. Devastated. They're like, is there something that happened on the hometown? Like, she doesn't get it. No, because she she literally had the name Chris written in her journal. Like she thinks she's found her soulmate, and then yeah. her soulmate doesn't think she's his soulmate. Like that's that's sad. Actually, now I'm kind of sad. It's about really it. yeah. It was sad. Uh -oh. And what's funny is that, but when the season started, she was my pick. I knew she was going deep. But she was my pick to be the next Bachelorette, and I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean, unless they have like a season full of Chris's, like. I mean, oh my god! Can you imagine? I would be into that if Katie was the next Bachelorette. She's I an attorney. Love. She does yoga, and then there's and three she's gorgeous, Chris's. And there's just all Chris's. <gasps> you guys do this. That's please, please. And how entertaining would a whole season of Katie be? Yeah, really. I think she could carry the batch. I think that she would be indecisive. I think she would have to consult her magic journal. It would be it would be great. All I want is her for her to come back to the woman's hell all and be like, I'm engaged to a new man named Chris and he's just smoking hot and yeah. I'd be like, Yes, Katie. Chris Hemsworth. Imagine she comes out. Oh it's Oh yeah, I'm just a Hemsworth now. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean Final two, we knew that Michaela was going to be there throughout the season. I think we kind of predicted that. Lindsay, I am shocked because she had so many hurdles. The age, the... It was the age where you could always tell that he really, really loved like, her. Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. only really... Did he ever say, I like, love to Michaela? I don't think he has. No. But he said that to Lindsay and, like, he loves her and I feel like he's just so torn right now. Yeah, the evil sisters ruined it. We're still rooting. It's okay. So now it's Michaela, Lindsay. Who do you think is going to take it? Who do you think? I I love them both. I really do as individuals. I 
See, you gotta I, pick. You gotta pick. I think that he has so many doubts about Lindsay that I think that he would pick Michaela. Especially because I like. I guess he's not gonna take her to the the fantasy suite. Oh, we didn't even think about that. Right? Because that's what I'm thinking. This is why I think my my prediction is gonna come true. Because he wants to pick Lindsay. He can't take her on this fantasy suite. His the sisters scared him off. So he's not gonna want to pick Michaela. He's gonna choose no one. Okay. But if I had to choose, I think he picks Lindsay. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't. How do you think he's gonna do that though? So he's obviously. So usually in the Bachelor, it's they go to like the one that gets no, and they say sorry, it's not you, and then they go to the one that gets proposed to, and then they propose. Or there's also the option of I think it was Juan Pablo season where he doesn't propose, but he's like, I pick you. Oh, I like or a something. point of that season. Like I don't Juan know. Pablo. But yeah, there is like a few like like last time like with um, Peter and Rachel, she just he was like I can't whatever, and she sent him home. But I feel like it's gonna, yeah. What do we think he's gonna do? Do we think he's just gonna walk out, or is he gonna go to the girls and as he's about to propose, he's like, no. Nope, I think it takes mind. a set of balls to go through the whole bachelor situation and say to both women, no. That's yeah. That's risky. <laughs> That takes a lot of balls. And maybe, uh, I don't but know. But I mean, again, this is something I learned from Rachel's season where Peter was like, it's nowhere in the contract that you have to get engaged. Interesting, yeah. I don't, yeah, I mean, it does say, I mean, I'm sure he's not, he doesn't have to pick anybody. You're right. But I do think that maybe, I do think Michaela gets it. And then, I mean, why is Michaela in Mexico right now? She's in Mexico, hey? Or she's not in Mexico. She's in somewhere tropical and staying in a big, beautiful house like, a house that, you know, oh. sent that baseball money paid for, probably. Oh, or maybe she's taking, like, a big break before, like, the whole, like, just craziness of it. Yeah. Or maybe it's, like, a sad vacation. Like, oh, oh, like a I girl's lost. trip. Like, yeah, and my heart got broken. Okay, we gotta go pee for some more. We gotta go do some investigating. Yeah. Okay, so your team, Lindsay. I'm team Lindsay. I'm team Michaela. Um, and then today we have our first interview. So exciting. Our favorite merperson slash squirrel lover. Yeah, Lisa's coming on the show. So we are going to go refill our drinks with some Two Oceans wine um, and call up Lisa and see what she has to say about the show um, and her experience. And then I think next week we will have Fantasy Suites. Fantasy Suites and we're going to have a few other special guests, but you guys will tune in for that. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk to you in a bit. Back with Lisa in a second. Bye. Okay, so now we are live with Lisa from the most recent season of, well, that was stupid. Of course, it's the most recent. It's still on. God, I suck today. Um, well, hi, Lisa. Hello, hi. He's not even drunk, so I can't be like, oh, well, at least he's drinking. <laughs> so you messed it up. No, yeah, I don't even know where I Lisa, am right now. Lisa, what have you been up to since the season aired? Well, you guys, it's been quite a while now. Um, still mermaiding, playing with squirrels. Working a real job that I actually have. And, yeah, uh, a lot of people just assume you're a mermaid, hey? <laughs> yeah, I had to kind of, like, fight for my job title. And, like, I actually have a good full-time job, so... That what do you was... do? You're a graphic designer, right? 
Yeah, I work for the city of St. Catharines. Oh, well. cool. That's like a real-life professional job. Yeah, I got robbed <laughs> of my job, and people are like, like you know how in every season of The Bachelor, there's someone with some, like, made-up freaking title? Yeah. yeah. Gallup girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that got put on me, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what, though? You made the season so entertaining, so at least it's not like you were, like, a wallflower. Oh, yeah. God, no, I couldn't be if I tried. Like... People online, I was, like, speculating, were thinking I was, like, forced into all the mermaid shit. I'm like, nope. The so squirrel stuff's pretty real, too. That's you in the true. You wear the mermaid. It's your thing. Can you tell us how that came about? Okay, like, honestly, I don't know any girl growing up that wasn't obsessed with, like, princess Disney princesses or, like, mermaids or whatever. And I always just, like, aspired to be one. And then a couple years ago, they started making, like, tales you could swim in. So, of course, I was like, holy shit, childhood dream, bought it, and then, like, continued my obsession. I feel like I went on a hiatus for a bit, but then, like, became wildly obsessed again. Like, you should see the room I'm in right now. (laughs) Interesting. Has there been a lot of other mermaid outreach in, like, Canada land? Like, have people been reaching out to you being like, I... Really? Tell me about this. You'd honestly be surprised at how many, like, merfolk there are out there. I'm not even joking. Merfolk? That's what they're called? Merfolk? I can't stop laughing. I'm so interested. This is cool. Merfolk. I'm not even kidding. Like, like, there's conventions. There's there's lots of people that, like, get together and, like, swim together. In Canada, it's not as popular because, like, it's cold half of the year. Oh, true. Stuff like that. But, yeah, like, next convention, I might be doing the graphic design for it. Shut Call up. Me. Yeah. I'm dead serious. This is a real thing. It happened last year in, like, North Carolina or whatever. And, like, a thousand mer people went. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even making this up. We need to go. We need to oh, go. Wait, I would love to go. That is on my bucket list now. We it, have to go to this mer people convention. It's literally, like, swimming in a tail is actually fun. The girls on the show tried my tail out, and they were all like, yo, I'm buying one of these. Like, I'm legit jealous. Who so is the best in the mer tail? Just hasn't tried it. Like, um, Who is the best in the mer tail? Uh, Kate was really good. Really? On the W Network website when they have, like, those, like, kind of irrelevant to the storyline clips. And there was the one day when I was, like, getting some of them to try it out. Like, Megan nearly, like, drowned. <laughs> oh, that's such a big She, like, could not swim. She had no idea what was going on to save her life. So funny, too, because she's from Newfoundland. So, like, you'd think, you know, she'd have some experience I with know. water. That's so funny. <laughs> okay. So it's trippy. It's it's like you realize you can't part your legs. So you're like, whoa, like. Okay, so you love you love the mermaids, but you love the squirrels too. How did that one come about? Okay, like I'm not a crazy person. No, no. Here, I'll tell you my story afterwards about squirrels. But I get you, girl. Like I understand the squirrel thing. But like, this is something that happened to me. So I never really thought about squirrels until sometime in 2015, where like. This sounds kind of crazy, but I feel like I connected telepathically with a squirrel. Oh, you think it's like deep on a spiritual level. Have you seen my Instagram? Oh, no, I've seen. I've been watching. I don't even know how half this stuff happens. And then, like, this squirrel would, like, follow me around all the time outside of my work. And I was like, this is so weird. And then before I knew it, I just became, like, hooked. I was, like, feeding squirrels in the park. Like, 30 of them were climbing all over. Picture, like... The Home Alone pigeon lady, but, like, me with squirrels. Oh, my God. I get that comparison all the time. And then, like, people just started giving me squirrels. They'd be like, I found this baby. I found this hurt squirrel. I found this sick squirrel. And, like, before you knew it, 
I had all, all these squirrels. That's and then you have just them as pets? Out. Like, you have them as pets in your house? Or like, are they wandering around? I would, like, get them to the point of being able to live on their own and then release them into my neighborhood. And then, like, they would just stick around the house. And it got to the point where, like, we have this room in the house called the squirrel room where we took the screen off the window and the room is just, like, they can come in the window when I keep it open. And they'll literally just, like, come in the room. And I'll just, like, leave food and water and stuff for them. That is amazing. Yeah, when I was growing up, we had, like, um, an apartment, and the balcony was, there was just a bunch of trees in front or whatever. So, this is, like, when we first moved to Canada. I don't know if you were interested in how squirrels or something. But, anyways, the squirrels would, like, come on our balcony, and my parents would feed it, and, like, they would just keep coming back. Eventually, they start coming to our living room, and they were the cutest things. So, I get the squirrel. They, see, like, until you experience it, you don't don't get it but then when you do like everyone I know that's ever like raised a baby or anything is like just as obsessed it's super weird I don't know <laughs> you're actually great Lisa you're a squirrel rescuer you're a mer person I know jack of all trades honestly kind of disappointing but like reading the comments that people would write about me and stuff online people cast me off so quickly just because I have interests that aren't like typical and it was like really disappointing and kind of shocking I got, like, a lot of internet hate, and I mean, like, I'm not even, like, the mean person on the show or crazy or anything. Wow, interesting. Okay, so tell me, what do you want Bachelor Canada fans to know? Like, what's one thing that you wish that they got to see or just share? Tell us about Lisa. That I did not just talk to Chris about squirrels, okay? <laughs> Anything I talked about that was not about squirrels was, like, not included so people online are just like how is the squirrel girl still there shut up about the squirrels already like come on i don't just talk to guys about squirrels <laughs> yeah like people don't understand you're on this like hour-long whatever date you're talking about lots of things obviously they're only gonna sound show like a sound clip or a one little clip that's funny so yeah. online people just suck man they they honestly do and like then i started to realize i'm like yeah that kind of would be annoying if like Someone you liked went home, and then you just see me there. I mean, like, an unknown fact about squirrels is that their belly is <laughs> in the universe. Wait, say that one part again. We lost you. That their belly is what? Their belly is actually the softest surface in the universe. It's a fact. Oh, wow. We learn something new every day on this yeah, podcast. We really it's, do. It's... <laughs> okay, well, we're going to dive in. We have some questions for you. So, Ned is yes. going to lead us off with our first question. So what was your favorite hometown date, or if you could choose to go on one that you did, like, you know what I mean? Actually, hold on. Let's redo that. Can you edit that part out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I asked that question. Okay, so let me lead you back in. It hasn't been aired yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I, I, I happen, though. Like, if you want me to comment on it. No, no, here. I'll rephrase question. What was your favorite... Wait, hold on. Let me okay. intro you. Sorry. We're going to okay. redo this so it all sounds natural. Okay, so Lisa, we have some questions for you. Uh, Netta's going to lead us off with her first question. Yeah, if you could have chosen to go on any of the dates this season, which one would you have picked? What was your favorite one? Like one-on-ones, two-on-ones, both? I would have chosen the the one group date where they got to go ziplining, and then um, it's included online, but not in the episode. Each girl got to visit an individual animal with Chris, and, like, Stacey got to, like, touch a sloth. Oh my what? God. I love sloths. Playing, playing with sloths, like 
I'm the one who put down like zip lining and like bungee jumping and all those my dream dates and I get like all the crappy competitions. And so yeah, and I love animals. It would have been so cool if I got to interact with animals. Besides yeah. that random dog that came out of nowhere that actually happened. <laughs> did that really come out of nowhere, eh? It seriously did. Like it was so weird. Even when I got sent home, the producers were like, "Just so you know, that dog weeks ago really did come out of nowhere." I was like, That's "What nuts. is going on?" So watching it back now, do you think that you and Chris are compatible? Do you think that he's still like a good match for you? Honestly, no. Really? I honestly think Chris is looking for more of a like, not in a negative way, but more of like a basic vanilla kind of girl. <laughs> but not and in a negative way at all. Like, <laughs> you, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying like, I feel like I have too many like interests and hobbies and personality and I'm like loud and stuff. And I just feel like that's like not what he's looking for. And honestly, I, I want a guy with more personality who has like a sense of humor and stuff. And I just like didn't feel like we're compatible plus i didn't get to know him that well to be honest i feel like he's not really compatible with anyone because he doesn't have a sense of humor he doesn't have a personality and i know i'm being so harsh but he's a robot oh my god i wanted to say that you just <laughs> it's okay i'll say it for you so you don't get in trouble um here i'm entitled to my opinion i mean when i exited i, I was just like whatever like over it uh, well like honestly Every week, Chris rolls up. He's like, Lisa, you're doing this competition. See you never. I'm like, and I lose every week. And then I see him at the roast ceremony. And I'm like, so, I don't really know you. <laughs> it was What's amazing. Like, yeah, I was getting pretty bitter about all the competitions, though. Like, couldn't win. Could not win. But, I mean, I just feel like it shouldn't be, like, competitions that you're, like, getting a date. If he likes you, he should just give it to you, you know? Like, you're not on, like, the challenge. You're not on Survivor. Like, you're on The Bachelor. Stop reading my mind. I was like, when the hell did I sign up for Survivor here? Like, every single week. I thought, honestly, in that baseball date, when I slid, like, I was like, Maybe there's like a sh like a tiny chance he's gonna no doesn't pick me. Yeah, you got injured for him. Okay, I literally when I got sent home had to go to my my like the clinic because my leg didn't stop leaking for like four days straight. And my sister's like, if you don't get that infected shit checked out, you're getting your leg amputated. And I went there and they were like, holy shit, you're like so infected. They gave me antibiotics for two weeks, and I had to get a tetanus shot, and it left me a nasty-ass scar for, like, six months. Come oh on, Chris. God. Michaela would never do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't realize what he had. It's funny because I didn't know she said this, but if you watch the episode, Michaela says, I'm going to slide. I'm going to bleed for that rose. And then I literally do that and then, like, don't get it at all. And you know what Chris said to me? What? Like, I'm, like getting medical attention like basically tearing because the alcohol stings so much and he's just like who slides in first base like, what? <laughs> what a douche i mean i love chris if he never spoke no i don't okay no this is like a complete side question but i do want to know who you're like who's your type out of all the like bachelor guys or in the franchise like who's the most your type you can choose like american canadian whatever mm -hmm. okay okay it's a hard uh, one. It's a hard one. Like, for me, I'd say Ben Higgins. I think, yeah, I think Ben's genuine. Like, he seemed like he could actually speak to girls and was, like, charismatic and, like, really kind and, like, wanted to give everybody a chance. Mm -hmm. So I'd say Ben, and I think he's super cute. Um, 
if I was picking from the Canadian one, I'd probably pick Mike Ogilvie. Like, we've talked a bunch, and he just seems like a really, like, down-to-earth... We've talked a bunch. Give us the gossip. He lives in Winnipeg. Chill out. Oh, whatever. There's, like, planes and stuff now. I honestly, like, I thought there was a chance he was going to be The Bachelor, and then he, like, wasn't. But I just feel like we would have hit it off, even if it wasn't romantic. Like, I feel like we would have been, like, good friends. Him or, like, tall Kyle with the cats. Oh just, my I, god, yes! You guys can bond over your animal love. I mean, yeah, like, I just feel like it's really funny and could give like a really good piggyback ride and um, support my weight, unlike Chris. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, I'm sorry, but this mermaid photo shoot, I'm still sitting here scratching my head at how a guy who's 6'5 can't pick up a girl's 5'1. Well, like, I could pick me up. What is happening? Oh, when he dropped you in the ocean? He dropped me like eight times. I was like, she's heavy. I'm like, what? Oh, Chris. <laughs> Chris. Like, Yo, he's just going like further and further down my list. Like, this is the meanest I've ever been about like a bachelor guy, other than Peter from like the US season. But yeah. I was waiting for it to get like turned around, and I'm just like, nope, my hair, rest in peace, hair on that like date. Yeah. Oh, I was trying so hard to be a good sport. Was not very happy about what. <laughs> well, you were very entertaining to watch, but when you watched it back, what like shocked you the most? Like, was there uh, anything that you were like, "Whoa"? The most shocking thing about watching The Bachelor over is that like they would film for a week, and then you'd only see like one episode, so so much stuff like wouldn't be included at all. Um, after the baseball day, I thought this would a hundred percent be in the episode, but like finally cracked. And, like, burst out into dramatic tears to the point where I couldn't breathe and I had a panic attack. Like, sobbing and doing that, like, really unattractive, like, crying where you're like... (laughs) And it wasn't included at all. It was in the teaser, but it wasn't in the episode. And thank God it saved me kind of some dignity because it was really bad. Yeah, there's so much that they have to cut down into, like, one hour. It is kind of nuts, but it's a journey of true love. Clearly, you're you're not compatible with Chris. But if you had to choose out of all the girls this season, who do you think is the best pick for Chris? Who do you think could actually make a relationship work with him? Honestly, I think we're all too good for him. Except for Except for Shanti, is that what you said? Shanti. Yeah, I hope she listens to this. You're crazy, Shanti. You're crazy. Oh, my God. I just want to have, like, Shanti over for drinks one night just to see, like, the real crazy that's go down, you know? I would love that. Honestly, the way she's portrayed in the show is actually accurate. Wow. Scary. Get serious. <laughs> we are going to play a fun game that we play here at Thirst. It's called Just Rapid Fire. We're going to ask you a bunch of questions. I'm going to go with three, and then Netta has a couple. Yeah. Um, you ready? Uh, always. Okay, Team Brittany or Team Megan? Shit, that's hard, because I like both... Fuck. Rapid, rapid, rapid! Uh, Megan. Baseball or hockey? Hockey. Whoa, I've never wanted to baseball. Squirrels or mermaids? Oh, I hate you! Squirrels, they need my help more. <laughs> East Coast or West Coast? West. Yeah, yeah, girl. Let's go. <laughs> East is like Newfoundland, right? No thanks. No offense, Megan. I don't want to go out there. <laughs> okay, summer or winter? Easy one. Summer, but not as hot as the damn show because it looked like I had an afro the whole time and I have nice hair. And with Chris, forgive or forget? Forget. Yes! Yeah. 
Um, all right, so that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on Thirst. Um, we're so happy to have some of your insight. We wish you all the best in finding love. We wish your squirrels best, and we wish your merfolks well. And we're definitely going to message and follow. We're going to go to this mermaid no, convention, No, no, we're right? going to this convention. Yeah, we're totally going. I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on when it's, like, happening, you know? Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Thirst listeners.